Sunday Sharpfire Podcast. I'm your host, the Commish. Joining me today is the co-host, Aaron Downtown Brown. Hey, hey. And the other co-host, the one and only Ethan Weaver. Kamish, how we doing? We're hanging in there, my man. The fantasy football season in the year 2023 is officially over. 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 Crazy to think about. It is crazy. That in the blink of an eye, um, it feels like it was just yesterday, we were talking redraft, that the uh, upcoming season was going to, you know, it's going to be here. It's going to stick around for a while. We're going to love football and and fall and everything that comes with it. And then just like that, it all just comes and goes so fast each and every year. So in most leagues have been decided here by week se- by week 17, but that doesn't mean the NFL season ends. We're definitely going to be talking some DFS for week 18 and some of the strategy that goes into that. But I think we'd be remiss if we didn't take at least a couple of minutes here to talk about how our seasons went quickly uh, for the for the 2023 season. So how, how'd you boys, how'd you boys do this year? Uh, it'll start with you, Ethan. How'd you do this season, whether it be redraft dynasty, you know, what have you, how, how did it pan out for you in 2023? Overall, it was a pretty great year for me. Um, I made the playoffs in all my redraft leagues and uh, won 50% of them. So I, I was champion in two of four. So I was pretty pumped about that. I won uh, one of my dynasty leagues uh, that I've been, uh, on the cusp of the last couple of years, I was, I kind of slow, I, I know we talked about this before uh, the show tonight. I, I kind of had a slow, slow roll approach in the start of draft and the, uh, the bill took probably a year longer than I wanted to, but I finally broke through and, and won a dynasty championship in one of our leagues uh, together. And, um, and then our uh, best ball, our, our best ball uh, tournament there went, went pretty well for me. I, I won, uh, the most points. Unfortunately, I got knocked out of the the playoffs after the bye, but it, it is what it is. But overall, it was a, it was a very good good year for me. I won three championships. Can't complain with that. Definitely not. You bring home three titles. You're not going to be upset about that at all. Uh, personally, I ended up bringing home two championships, both of them on the dynasty front, which was awesome. Uh, both leagues at one point I was rebuilding in, so that's a good a really good feeling to. Slapped that together, particularly one that three of us play in was a league that I took over another manager's team after after the first year. And it was kind of an older team and with some workable pieces, but definitely not great. And the first thing I did was strip that thing all down, had no interest in winning games for two years, went through a tactical rebuild, came out with a ended up going uh, 16 and one this season um, just or 15 and one rather great year altogether. Capped that off with the championship, pretty much wire to wire the best team in that league in terms of wins and, and points and, and all oh, that. E- so. Easy, easy. No, that, that's, that's me and Aaron's league over there. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Seven in our territory now. Yeah, it know. is. And, and there's a new shirt. <laughs> means war. You know, if you're objective and go by things like wins and points that uh, are all that matter at the end of the day, then there's a new sheriff in town, at least for one year. So hopefully you guys can uh, get up, get up on my level and give me some competition <laughs> next season. But yeah, uh, to, to add to the see. story. Yeah. I, uh, I've been in the championships every single year since that league started. And I believe Aaron has, Aaron has two or basically two of the three years that, that the league's been running. So me and Aaron have been, been consistently in the championship. I wanted, I want it back to back years. And unfortunately uh, the commission uh, got the better, better end this year. So I do got to tip my cap uh, to him. It's uh, he is, he, he's the captain now. <laughs> you can tell how sensitive he was about that. He, he had to go out of the way to tell it to everyone that he was in the finals before. And, and all of a sudden, you know, I, I lift a finger to want to try to win one time and come over in the championship, you know, so I'm batting a thousand over here in terms of trying to win. So we'll, uh, 
we'll go with that here. Aaron, do you have any uh, anything to add on the on the championship front? Hey, I'm going to tack it on. You know, I, it's a sore spot for me, too, as he said. <laughs> I'm usually at the championship with him each year in that league. Um, did make the playoffs. Uh, in the offseason, I did condense my leagues down a little bit, focus on the pod and research. But I went down to three leagues. I did make playoffs in all three. Um, sad, I, I, I lost first round in the one we were just talking about. Uh, but I was in the sh- uh, championship in my two others. So I went three for three overall in the, as far as playoff runs go. But um unfortunately finished second in both so um a little disappointing there um lost to you commission one league three uh by about three points oh kind of sad Derek Derek Henry gets stuffed at the one I think that's his his new thing these days and and Chevo Hubbard as well so um you know I I guess you know football is a game of inches but so is fantasy football as well and then my and then our uh, sunday surefire league that we just created this year too as well i know ethan uh, mentioned that I, I made it to the championship there and uh, that was a kind of a very interesting finish to the year uh, we kind of had a cinderella story we're hoping to share here in a couple weeks as well but um lost i got i got cd uh cd lambed in the championship so <laughs> <laughs> uh what more can you say after that yeah, if you got if you're on the wrong side of CeeDee Lamb this week, uh, you probably didn't end up having the best fortune in week 17, and which it can really stink when you're on the wrong side of those things because it, you have a great season, you put it all together, and it just doesn't doesn't come come out the way it's supposed to at the end. I've been on the wrong side of a lot of these, uh, a lot of these matchups no, in not, week 17. Not, over not you, Kamesh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot, I've had a lot of powerhouse teams that have scored a ton of points, won a lot of games, and then it doesn't break my way at the end, but. Fortunately, 2023 was not one of those years for me. Got a couple well-earned dynasty championships, um, so that 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 was really good. To, really good to, to see that hard work pay off. But you know, we'll we'll continue putting that work in. Um, you know, right away. I mean, that that starts really you know this week, trying to get those uh, those uh, those championships in 2024. So there is no off season. There's no absolutely no off season in dynasty, especially. But even even in redraft, you got to make sure you're paying attention to everything in the off season from you know, free agent signings to the draft and, you know, just kind of how the NFL teams themselves are looking. And, and we'll be here for you every step of the way in the off season on the podcast. We'll continue to crank out an episode every week. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll have some, some even more fun and exciting things for you. Maybe some different guests on the show throughout the off season. So definitely don't touch that dial. Don't go anywhere and make sure you're sticking with us throughout the duration of the 2024 off season, but we are not at off season time quite yet. There's one more season of regular of regular season football to go through. And this one is, is an interesting week for a number of different reasons. Um, I'll just throw the ball to Aaron here before we get started. I mean, Aaron, when you look at the week 18 slate last week of the regular season, like what do you, uh, what are some of the things that you like to focus on this time of year with the <laughs> NFL playoffs right around the corner? Yeah, week 18, that's we were kind of laughing about that one. I think you called me a sicko for liking week 18. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't always the case. I mean, week 18, I, I think I started off uh, pretty slow in the DFS world. I wasn't caught up with different strategies to do. Um, but it, I've really actually grown to love it. Uh, a couple of trends I really love to do is um, you you can't always go with your normal guys from, you know, that, that put up, um, you know, pretty strong seasons from your studs all year, you know, sometimes those studs, they don't play in week 18 as we'll, we'll probably see from CMC and a few other teams from uh, around the league that have clinched their playoff berth or at least their playoff uh, spot. So 
specifically. So um, you got to kind of gravitate to other other ways and other things to look at. And what I really love to do, the betting side of me, but also uh, the money side, looking at that is uh, you got the last game of the regular season for non-playoff teams too. So you got play, player incentives, which are always fun to look at. Um to, to kind of go go with as well so that there's a lot on the line with some of the NFL players that even are not uh playing for the playoffs or playing playing for their own personal gains um so that's definitely fun and then you do have um the last teams just trying to clinch that playoff first so they're really going to be playing hard playing their studs um and kind of really playing what got them to the point they're at Right. And just and keep going with that momentum. So you really got to go with uh, those type of teams and that momentum. And that's what I found to be the kind of uh, the strategy in week 18. Love it. Got to play the calendar. You got to know where where we are at on the calendar and know how to set your lineup around those different parameters. So good on you for for having that strategy. I know it's worked well for you in the past on both the, the betting front and the fantasy front as well. So we'll uh, we'll see what you got up your sleeve here, Mr. Aaron, downtown Brown, you, you sick. Uh, you sicko when it comes to uh, owning in on fantasy at the right time. But, you know, uh, we uh, don't have a told you so segment uh, tonight. We did all set lineups last week, but we did not have an episode with all the holiday season and all of us having young families and all that. So uh, appreciate the patience uh, through last week not being there. Uh, we did have a contest. Um, naturally, I did end up winning it. So um, I'll just mention that quickly because um, why not? And with that, we're going to go into our bullish buys, guys that we're really high on this week that we think are going to be worth a high-profile investment in week 18. So, Ethan, we'll go to you first, my man. Who are you paying up for this week? I am paying up for Rashad White at $7,600. He is going up against the Carolina Panthers in what is a must-win for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if they do want to lock up the the, – NFC South there. So I, I think Rashad White has a massive day. Uh, the, the Carolina Panthers ranked 28th uh, against the run. And, and as I said, the Buccaneers want to lock up that division. Uh, White had his worst game since week six last week, unfortunately. But since week six, he scored 15 or more points every single game up until that week 17 uh, dud. And I think it's a get right game for Rashad White. I, I think he is going to get a heavy, heavy workload. I mean, he's just been an absolute beast this season. Rashad White has been a pleasant surprise for uh, obviously fantasy managers this year. And he helped probably a, a lot of people get to the playoffs. Um, unfortunately, that that, that dud uh, this past week may have cost some people a championship, but we, we need to look past that because I think he's going to have a big week 18 uh, matchup. Uh, ETN just scorched uh, the the Carolina Panthers this past uh, this past weekend um, with uh, 102 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Aaron Jones uh, had uh, 21 carries for 127 yards in Week 16. So I think uh, Rashad White piggybacks off that and, and has a has a really good performance uh, against the Carolina Panthers here in Week 18. Completely agree on that one. He's. I'll just jump in here and just say he's also my bullish buy for the week. You know, he's a guy that I, I feel like I talk about on the show every, just about maybe every other week, you know, not more often sometimes. So I'm not going to rehash Rashad White's season. Ethan did a really good job of covering the productive metrics that he's put up in 2013. You know, really, really a nice surprise. I I, I think maybe the one thing that, that he really surprised me this year was with his ability to, to demand that big workload. That was one of the reservations I had of him coming out of the draft process. Much I remember he's a guy, Ethan, that I really liked coming out of the draft process. I just wasn't sure 
he was going to be able to shoulder such a big workload. And he's done that to his credit. So he's done, he was good for managers for the majority of the season. I think he's going to pay off again in week 18 with the bucks in an absolute must win game against the team that, uh, that that's been struggling in the Carolina Panthers. So Aaron, are we, di- are we doing a clean sweep here on Rashad White or is there someone else that you want to mention in this category? Ooh. So guys, this worked out perfectly. Uh, there is somebody <laughs> else I'm going to mention here. Um, but I, I'll tell you why. So, um, I went cheaper with my bullish buy, uh, in kind of, I was anticipating you guys, saying Rashad White as well. So I was really hoping at least one of you would bring White up because I do have him in my lineup as well. So it is a clean sweep, but I want to bring up a guy who I'm bullish with this week um, that kind of helped me or or allowed me to fit um, Rashad White's $7,500 price into my lineup. And that is a guy only going for $6,100. And as I said, you got to combine these strategies together. You got White in a, a must-win game. And I'm going to go on the other side of it with a guy playing that's got a lot um, on the line, over over a million dollars in, uh, I'm sorry, over um, one point one and a quarter, actually, million dollars on the line uh, this week. And that's a guy by the name of DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I'm going to be bullish with him this week. If you guys can kind of remember back in the offseason, if you, if you remember how uh, Hopkins was like, yeah, I want to I want to go play for a... Uh, playoff contender <laughs> we kind of i think we all kind of saw how that went and he went and uh, signed with the titans and, and saw all those dollar signs right so um i think nothing has changed this week uh with week 18 he, i think he's still going to be seeing dollar signs with uh, these incentives um he'll needs 49 yards to make a million dollars and uh seven catches for another two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So um, that that's an easy 12 to 13 points uh, if he hits those incentives. And uh, the funny thing I, I find about this is he actually just caught seven for 72 yards last week in their 26 to three loss. So they are targeting him. Um, oh, and he does get another uh, over $200,000 um, for playing over 75% snap percentage in the year. And he's at 72%. So I expect him to be out on the floor, being over 90% snap percentage, and uh, be targeted throughout the game, hit his incentives. Um, I just really like DeAndre Hopkins uh, this week because of uh, because of all that. So Hopkins is my bullish buy this week. That is the deep dive information that you can only get at Sunday Surefire, folks. I I listen to other podcasts as well. You know, I'm not just tunnel vision on our stuff. I'm in, I'm I'm in tune with what others in the industry are doing as well, but. You listen to fantasy podcasts daily, talk shows, whatever it is. Like th- this type of content is not is not out there. So, Aaron doing the doing the homework and the deep dive for what these guys need for contract incentives that does come into play this time of year, especially for a team like the Titans that really doesn't have much else to play for, and they can be a little riskier as well. They can kind of they can go for it on fourth down. They can take aggressive shots on the field if they want to, because it doesn't matter if they win the game or not. So, good call on Aaron. I'm not gonna blast you at all for that here, Ethan. Where where are you coming on Hopkins this week? No, I like to deep dive. I like the homework that Aaron Downtown Brown uh, just laid out for us. I think that's um, a great call just because week 18 uh, for those non-playoff teams, it's about it's about making making the guys happy, getting their incentives. And as Aaron said, uh, Hopkins went there because he saw a dollar sign, so he's going to make sure he gets every cent he can from the Tennessee Titans. So I uh, love, the, love the call out. Uh, by Aaron there. And speaking of teams that are completely out of the mix here, I'm actually targeting one of these teams here 
and what um what I'm when we're talking defenses here, I want to go against the Denver Broncos this week as I, I start off our two deep segment here, talking defenses on the slate. And I'm going against the Broncos opponent this week, going against with the Vegas Raiders. And the, the Raiders themselves here, not not too too crazy cost wise, just thirty three hundred dollars to get them in there. So kind of a middle of the road unit. Um, they're, they're certainly not winning every week on their own right, but they've been planning, play, playing some inspired football as of late under interim coach Antonio Pierce. Uh, defensively, they scored 12 or more points in three of their last four contests. And like I said, the Broncos, the team that I want to target, I mean, the team they really, they've given up on the season when they bench Russell Wilson for all intents and purposes. So I, I just feel like this is an easy packet in spot here for, for the Broncos with nothing to play for. And I think the Raiders who their season's been over for a while, but they've really been fighting hard till the end. I think that continues. And for just 3,300 bucks, I think they can get you um, double-digit scoring this week against the, uh, a lowly Broncos team. So, Ethan, what do you think about that? And then give me your defense for this week. I love that call. I was very, very close to picking the Raiders myself. As you said, I think the Broncos are packing their bags for vacation. They're checking out. Uh, if, if you believe uh, Sean Payton there, that the uh, the Russell Wilson benching was a, uh, a football move to uh, help this team win games. So uh, <laughs> whatever uh, – whatever coach speak that is, but um, yeah, I, I just, think, I think I, I think I believe Sean Payton less about that than I do that <laughs> him. He knew nothing about trying to ring Brett Favre's bell 15 <laughs> years ago. That, uh, that, yeah. that piece of garbage liar. Yeah. Um, that game, that, that game was hard to watch for Brett Favre. I mean, the, the, the saints were just like murdering that guy. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. Sean, you can't believe a word that comes out of Sean Payton's mouth. And um I, I just think this team's just ready, ready to pack it in. And like you said, the Raiders have been playing very, very hard for their interim head coach there. The Raiders defense has been just awesome the last few weeks, except they did lay a, an egg in, in week 17, only scoring one point against Indianapolis Colts. But I, I do really like that call. I do think they have a, a very good week. I uh, so I didn't go with the Raiders because I I I, uh, I may have let my uh, the hometown bias come into play here, but I'm going with my New England Patriots. I, they're playing the New York Jets. The Patriots always play. I, I think make the Jets look stupid. It, it could be Bill Belichick's last uh, game uh, as as the New England Patriots head coach, and I, I think the Patriots play play up for him. I think. Uh, whether it's Simeon or, or Wilson, whoever's playing quarterback, I know Wilson's still in concussion protocol. Uh, I think the Patriots make uh, make the Jets' lives very, uh, very difficult, and I think they have a, a big, big day. They, they cost a little more than the Raiders at 3600 I just think the New England Patriots are going to uh, go out on a high note um, this year, and they're going to be playing for, for Bill Belichick, as this uh, may be. Uh, the end of uh, an, an era in, in New England. So I'll be in attendance in week 18 um, in uh, Gillette Stadium. So I'm hoping the uh, the Patriots defense uh, shuts out the Jets and has a, has a big, big day. The Pats have beaten the Jets in 15 straight games. That's not, that's not a mistake. 15 consecutive <laughs> games the Patriots have beaten up on the Jets. And I had them in – I had the Pats in my lineup too. I took them out last minute for the, waiter, the Raiders. So – I like that call, but Aaron, what do you think about our, our homerism here? Are you, uh, can, you, can you, can you allot us this piece of homerism and what's been an abysmal year for us up here in new England? Yeah, for sure. I think those are two pretty solid defensive uh, picks this week. I think with the Raiders, I think, um, you know, they, they do, they do very well as a unit against mediocre uh, quarterbacks. I would say, and I would say judge Stenham is uh, probably subpar in, in the league. 
Um, so definitely good call with the Raiders. Uh, they, they can get your sacks and, and force turnovers there. And then, uh, yeah, I can't argue with the Patriots. I mean, you, you can see how well they play against great offenses, right? They really turned it around. I mean, the defense um, had a lot going for them in the second half of the season, even after losing a lot of stars. So, so I know, I know you guys are a uh, little down in the dumps, but you got some, maybe some early picks to look forward to and, and a pretty solid uh, defense as well. So uh, I think good, uh, good call on both of those defensive picks. Um, I went a third route and uh, I paid up a little bit, um, almost 4,000 to 3,900. I went to stack city and not, uh, not the quarterback wide receiver approach. I kind of talk about this every once in a while. I like stacking my running backs with my defense. So I mentioned I had Rashad white. Um, I'm going Tampa Bay 3,900 against our beloved Carolina Panthers. Again. <laughs> going back to the well. I mean, I think out of all weeks, Tampa Bay is going to even be playing on uh, you know, they're going to be playing on high motors. Um, I mean, if they were already going to, uh, um, you know, kind of shut Carolina down before, I think it's just amplified this week and a must win, you know, win and you're in uh game for them. So yeah, just a lot of high energy in that game. So I, uh, went a different route, but I, um, I'm I'm kind of going back to the well there with uh, Tampa Bay for 3,900. Aaron, I like it, but Ethan, how do you feel about it? Do you like his uh, unorthodox stack city approach here with a running back in a defense? Uh, I I like it a lot. He he took a play from my uh, uh, playbook. I'm usually just starting the defense that's playing the Carolina Panthers every week, but that kind of burned me uh, when I played the Packers, so I, I stayed away. But I mean Jacksonville. Jacksonville last week shut the Carolina Panthers out. They had six sacks. They had an interception. Uh, they just dominated uh, the, the Carolina Panthers offense. Uh, I just want to say an apology to the Carolina Panthers fans out there because we have been bashing your football team all season, and the bastard continues, unfortunately, for you guys in week 18. But, no, I think Tampa Bay has a, a, is a big day. I think, I think the stack, the unorthodox stack, allows Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense to thrive and allows Rashad White to get 20 plus carries. So uh, I like, I like what's going down in uh, Aaron downtown Brown's lineup. Okay. Let's put a pin in the defensive talk here. Let's move into our pick six category. Here's where we start talking about those players that are on, that are undervalued that you can get in your lineup for super, super cheap. And they're going to pay off for you big time this week. I'm going to go to uh, the, I'm going to go to big blue here. A team that's out of playoff contention themselves. But I'm going to talk about a receiver uh, by the name of Darius Slayton. He costs $4,000 to get into your lineup. Uh, he's a name that has popped up on the dynasty landscape a few years ago at this point. And he's kind of been pretty much invisible ever since. But he's kind of had a mini, mini, mini resurgence over the last few weeks, playing 86% or more of snaps at each of those games. And he's been, he scored a TD in back to back weeks. And he's walking into a matchup with a Philadelphia team that, is the defending NFC champion, but their defense has been has been a leaky, leaky faucet in recent in recent games. And you know, right now they actually come in ranked thirty second against opposing wide receivers, and they come, they're coming off a big loss last week where they blew it to a, a a bad Cardinals team. So despite Slayton playing on a bad Giants team, I think that he can he can find the end zone maybe again this week. He scored against his team two weeks ago when they played. So. I can I, I can see him having uh, at least a, a quality enough game here to reward a four thousand dollar investment in him. So I'm starting out with him uh, with here for four grand in our pick six category. What do you fellas say about that? 
I like it a lot. I actually had Darius Slayton in my lineup, uh, and then I actually I switched him out. It's funny. I switched him out for another Giants receiver, actually. I, I was uh, – I was – I really like what Darius Slayton's been doing the last couple of weeks, but he's been surviving by the big play. Uh, he's had two massive touchdown catches uh, in back-to-back weeks. So it scared me a little. I didn't, I just don't know if he can do that in three weeks in a row. So I actually, I actually put in Wandale Robinson over Darius Slayton at the last second. I, I like the target share. I mean, Robinson had nine targets uh, last week. He scored pretty much 20 points. So he had, he had a good day himself and I like attacking that Philadelphia Eagles defense. So I, I like where the commission's heads at. Uh, we had the same thought process. I, I literally switched out Slayton for Robinson at the last second. So I, uh, I definitely support that, that call. Aaron, you coming along to uh, the big blue for this one? You know, it's, it's, I like the thinking on it. Um, <laughs> I, I, but I think I, you know, my mind keeps going back what we said preseason where we were going to say it's kind of like anybody, anybody approach at the wide receiver core. I like his mini resurgence as you're, as you're saying. I, I think just as far as me, I don't, I didn't have that, those stats, uh, looked at, uh, I guess looked up previous to tonight. So I, uh, I enjoyed hearing that, that he's getting the 80%, uh, uh, snap share now because uh, I think before it was tough. It was almost playing like a mini roulette roulette wheel. Whereas is it Wandale? Is it Darius Slayton? Um, you know, is, is it Jalen Hyatt? You know, earlier in the season as well. Um, is it Waller now? He's back from injury. So, um, Big Blue. I guess they they kind of scare me as far as like picking who I think is going to blow up. But I I like going against the Philadelphia secondary. So I like that. Uh, but. Yeah, I think you've done your research. Uh, I just I can't really agree with it just because I they they kind of scare me too. Um, but that's just my my uh, two cents there. But uh, I guess I will go into my pick six here. Uh, my first uh, player, he's a forty six hundred. He's also a wide receiver. Um, I'm going with an Arizona Cardinal wide receiver. I'm going with uh, uh, Greg Dorch actually so he's quietly become the number one target ever since hollywood went on injured uh reserved uh as far as the wide receiver goes um last week yeah i guess he's just coming off uh seven catches out of seven targets as well so um high percentage uh catch rate uh lately with him and kyler 82 yards and that win over philadelphia so um i like uh kind of kind of under the radar greg dorch and uh Kind of a meaningless game for Arizona, but they just came off that big win. Um, but I mentioned contract incentives earlier in the show as well. But on the other side of the ball, you got Geno that uh, if, they, if they can uh, win the game and somehow still secure a playoff spot uh, being Seattle, Geno will win $2 million or he'll get uh, $2 million for his contract. So huge contract incentive. So I, I do think that's going to be a nice game script if Seattle can get up on Arizona, um, I think they're going to have to keep throwing the ball. So I like Greg uh, Dorch and that, that offense playing, trying to play catch up. Woo. Okay. What do you think about, uh, about Greg Dorch, Ethan? I was actually, I was actually looking at this receiving core uh, debating whether I wanted to uh, potentially go stack city with, uh, with Kyler Murray, who I uh, have at quarterback at, at, at the moment anyways. Um, but uh I think uh, Murray and the Cardinals are starting to find something. Obviously, they had a big win against Philadelphia. They put up 35 points. Uh, Murray Murray had a, had a big day last week. 
And I think Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals would absolutely love to to play spoiler in a division game against Seattle and send the uh, the Seahawks pack. And so uh, I do like the do like the call. Uh, he got they like you said he had seven catches on seven targets. I uh, somebody somebody's got to catch patch pat, passes in in that offense um, other than Trey McBride. So I think at that price point, I, I think that's a pretty good bet to make in Greg Dortch. Fair enough. Who do you got for us here? Who's who are you cheaping out on that's going to score fantasy points in week 18? So my first pick six player, I'm going to go with Brandon Cooks at 5,200. I, uh, I obviously I love the matchup against the Washington commanders. The Dallas Cowboys are still trying to win the NFC East. So the Cowboys, are, they, I'm assuming they're going to be playing their players uh, the, the Eagles and the Cowboys play at the same time. So it's, it's not that they can see it, who, who's, who's beating who, but the, the, uh, the Cowboys are playing for something and the, the commanders really haven't been able to stop anybody uh, through the air all, all season. I wanted a piece of this passing attack. CD lamb was a little too, little too pricey for me. I believe it was over 9,000, not 9,100 or something like that. So I'll definitely take the discount with Brandon cooks at 5,200. I think Brandon cooks, I mean, he's he's always a threat to score, always a threat to have a, a big game. He had 17 points against Detroit last week, five catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown. So at 5,200, I, I think the upside is 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 massive for him in, in this uh, in this matchup. So I was happy to get Brandon Cooks in my lineup. Aaron, are you rolling with Cooks? Are you hoping for a, <laughs> a big play from him, or what do you think about that? Uh, you know, I did look at that game as uh, as well. Um, wanted to try to get one of the Dallas uh wide receivers in there and in cooks I, I did gravitate towards um ended up ended up switching them out for Dorch just uh thinking want kind of wanted to go with that number one target but I do I do like that I did um you know attacking Washington secondary has been a, a great success rate for the last like three <laughs> years so I don't think you can go wrong attacking uh that defense um but kind of just similar story where um, I think they have a, a couple guys that that can score. Will Lamb put up another thirty point game or not? Um, but yeah, no, I think regardless, uh, Cooks has still uh, been putting up points and in, in, in that offense. And um, the the starters will definitely be out there securing that uh, that that spot as well. So um, I don't hate it. I don't love it. Um, but I I definitely see where you're going with it. Well, I really liked it because he was actually my second pick six player that I was going to discuss in uh, in Brandon Cooks <laughs> for $5,200. So a lot of the same reasons Ethan mentioned. I, I won't rehash those points again, but I uh, I feel pretty confident in this one in a game that Dallas, Dallas was going to want to win to lock up that division and get that home game in the first round. So give me uh, give me all the Brandon Cooks I can get this week, and I think he's going he's gonna to have a crush spot here in Week 18 to close out the season. So someone else give me – one more player that they're high on. Who's uh who else is gonna go, go go off this week at a low price point, boys? All right, I guess I guess I'm up here. Um, I'm gonna go with my last strategy. One I I I didn't mention earlier in the show. And this oh is boy. one where we... oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> buckle up, this guys, is... buckle up. <laughs> this is your last little week eighteen uh li- little point here. Is if if you can uh try to find cheap players in DFS on uh, pretty good teams that are not playing their starters. Um, sometimes a pretty pretty nice approach to go. Uh, I mentioned CMC's not playing this week, so you got Eliza Elijah Mitchell um, as an example. Did not go that route. I went even cheaper. 
So I went a, a twenty five hundred guy. So brace yourselves. Yeah, oh, I'm scared. I went. <laughs> this is the cheapest rate you can get on DFS <laughs> on DraftKings twenty five hundred. Uh, but I'm going Noah Gray with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I do I do believe the Chiefs are going to limit their starting play. I think um, with this play playing Gray, um, I'll, I'll throw out one caveat: is just definitely listen a little bit, maybe on uh on Friday to see, you know, what, what, what Andy Reed says, if he's going to play starters or not. Um, but I think more than likely they're not going to play the full game. And I think Noah Gray is going to step in for Kelsey. Um, he's already averaging close to five points a game. Uh, he's on a, on a normal week. Right. So I think he has a chance to double or triple that um, because he's, he's playing against a historically bad defense against tight ends with the, uh, um, with the chargers. Right. So, um, I think Noah Gray is a very sneaky play if the starters don't play uh, this week. And once again, um, going that cheap can allow you to get some really nice pieces in your lineup like Rashad, Rashad White's of the world. So I want Noah Gray <laughs> as my last pick six. Yeah, we I, actually uh, – go, you, 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 you I, I, I don't even know what to say with this one. It's such an Aaron downtown Brown take. <laughs> I'm almost speechless here, Ethan. So why, don't you just, why don't you just go and tell me what you think about the $2,500 play that is Noah Gray. Honestly, I was I was just gonna say it was funny because we were talking about this this uh, Chiefs game uh, prior to coming on the pod, and we were talking about how they the Chiefs should sit Travis Kelsey. They're already locked in the playoffs. I don't think they can really do much to improve their 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 seed. So I, I was like, hey, they, they, if I if I'm if I'm Andy Reid, I'm I'm sitting I'm sitting Kelsey. I'm getting him healthy. The problem with that is if you start Noah Gray, it's a oh, it's great when Mahomes is behind center, but how long is Mahomes going to play? So if Mahomes only plays a half, uh, maybe maybe Noah Gray can go off for a half. But obviously, it's a roll of dice. Twenty five hundred, you're not. I mean, if Noah Gray gets 10, 10 points, you, you, you're you're crushing there. So it's definitely, I I definitely see where Aaron's head's at. And based on kind of how we thought this game was going to go, I uh, I I actually don't. I don't hate the call because I do think he's going to be the starting tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs uh, come Sunday. Aaron downtown Brown hitting on this type of uh, of this call would be the, exactly something that he would do. But the, <laughs> the problem with Aaron is, and I know he's going to do this. He's going to he's going to say, "Hey, I'm going to throw at any time Noah Gray touchdown into a parlay. That's what I'm going to do." <laughs> yes, and, and it's going to start off wicked conservative, and it's going to say, "Okay, yeah, Chiefs win, Gray touchdown," and then that's going to spiral out of control to a nine legger that's crazy. Where the the great touchdown c- comes to fruition, the Chiefs win. The first, the other eight legs come to fruition, and the last leg screws you at the very end. Aaron, how many times has that happened to you, where you, you you're onto something until you're not? <laughs> Too many times. I, I think uh, you guys can attest to different screenshots of Discord conversations that it definitely got to start ro- round robining a little bit more. But um, yeah, I can definitely see that happening, and it, and it ends up being Rashad White that uh, doesn't hit or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny we're talking about big parlays. I was I was talking uh, I was talking to one of my friends, and I was like, "Damn man, I I just missed uh, my nine leg parlay." And he's like, "Dude, he's like most people ne- you usually don't hear." Man, I crushed my nine leg parlay. It just doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't happen very often. I mean, nine legs is hard to hit. I mean. Aaron's out there sending five dollars to win two hundred thousand dollars and 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 almost saying so you you never know with this guy he 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 uh, <laughs> he's right on the cusp <laughs> he's right on the cusp I mean I, I'm more I'm definitely more of the traditional better where like if I set a parlay it's max three legs that's what I've kind of settled into 
in my, in my career. So Aaron kind of sort of gave us a little bit of a hot take there before we got to our hot take segment. Um, <laughs> so I guess we'll transition over to that now. Uh, so I, Aaron, is there anything, do you have anything for us lined up that's hotter than what you just, uh, what you just gave us? <laughs> Well, you actually made me add a leg to it. So <laughs> here we go, folks. He's already doing it. That's right. That's right. So I, I didn't even think about adding the Noah Gray um anytime score, but that 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 can be pretty juicy. So I do have a hot take. Um I'm going back to the player incentives. And that's uh this one is a a, a matchup that has a lot on the line. That's Houston Texans. Um Dalton Schultz will make an extra 250000 uh, with another four catches on the season. So I think um, I think that's very likely. So I think if you uh, just have an easy, uh, you know, take his um, over three and a half reception prop uh, this week, along with uh, the DeAndre Hopkins six and a half catches, we'll, we'll get his incentive for going over 40 yards. I think uh, that, so there's three legs right there with four from Schultz, seven catches for Hopkins and then do the 40 plus. Um, and then the last leg, I'll do it for your guys, uh, will be uh, Noah Gray anytime touchdown. <laughs> oh, I love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I did have I did have Elijah Mitchell in like three different parlays last week. So hopefully, uh, hopefully I'm on to something. Yeah, you're always sniffing around those parlays, <laughs> those massive parlays anyway. And one of these days you're gonna hit one and and remember us when you're when you're rich. <laughs> But let's keep it spicy. Let's keep it going here. I'm, I'm going to actually go to a parlay for my hot take. It, it's like I said, I, I stick to three legs or, or less in the majority of my parlays. So I know I, this guy <laughs> hates fun over here. But meanwhile, Ethan's over there. terrified. I hate, I hate, I hate winning money. Come on. Yeah. Ethan, when it comes to betting, Ethan's terrified to look at the spread of a game. So I'm going to naturally, I'm going to pick three spreads right in front of him. Oh, so, God, I'm nervous. So I'm going to go Steelers <laughs> minus three and a half, Patriots minus two, and Seahawks minus two and a half. All those teams to cover those spreads. Uh, so three favorites to win against the spread. The Steelers and the Seahawks are both fighting for playoff spots against teams with nothing to play for. So those are a little more predictable, you could say. You know, the, the Steelers and Seahawks need it. The other teams are playing don't. So not crazy there. Three and a half and two and a half for the Steelers and Seahawks, respectively. It's nothing crazy. The Patriots are not in the playoff mix. But if you know the history of Bill Belichick, we, we talked about it earlier. The Pats own the Jets. Uh, Belichick was actually the head coach of the Jets for a day before he resigned. And ever since then, he's had an axe to grind with that franchise, whooping up on him at every turn, you know, during the Brady years, even afterward, it's like the one team that he continues to just pummel each and every week. And even though it would actually behoove the Patriots to lose this game, to lock in a top three draft pick, I know how stubborn Bill Belichick can be and what could potentially be his final game coaching. So I think that the Pats are going to make a mistake and win this game. So I'm gonna slap that into my parlay as well. Um, so you slap those three in there, and it gets you plus six hundred odds on DraftKings. So that's my hot take uh, parlay. That that uh, three leg parlay. What do you guys think about that? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Only plus six hundred. That's a walk in the park for Aaron Downtown Brown. That's not hot. <laughs> yeah, that's too boring. Boring. Six hundred odds. <laughs> I love it though. I love it. Um, the only thing you're missing is a spoiler. You got to you got to find a <laughs> find an upset to throw in there, but yeah, make no, it I, make it a fourth. <laughs> maybe you'll find an underdog and just put them on an alternate spread at minus like fourteen and a half. There you go. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> now we're cooking here. Um, hey, I'm feeling a little slighted. I was uh, I was not given the opportunity to go over my second pick six player. I'm, can can I do that now, Kamish? 
Uh, I want to say no with every fiber of my being, but I guess we'll, <laughs> I guess we'll allow, allow you to go back and, uh, and and address it. I mean, you bet your hot take better make up for it, though. So start talking. Okay, so quickly, so this is uh, this is kind of contingent on Kenneth Walker here. Kenneth Walker re-injured his shoulder uh, this past week, and if he if he can't go, I think Zach Charbonnet is an absolute smash against the Arizona Cardinals who ranked dead last against the running back, running back position. And according to PFF have the worst run defense um, with a grade of 37.2 running backs have been just decimated in the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Zach Charbonnet, when Walker went out um, was heavily utilized in the past game. He had five catches uh, caught all actually caught all five of his targets for 39 yards. I think he has a, a massive game if, Walker can't go. And even if Walker can't go, I, I could, I could still see him being a sneaky play, but um, obviously if Walker goes, um, I, I, uh, I, I don't love it as much. And if, if Walker does go, I would then probably turn at to my, uh, just give it a little, I guess, bonus player. Um, I, I like, uh, I like Juwan Johnson uh, this, this week as well at 3,600. He's playing the Atlanta Falcons who, who are uh, Bottom 10 against the tight end position. He's starting to come along at 19 targets his last two weeks, over 70, 70% snap uh, share and uh, 12 catches and two touchdowns over the past two weeks. Tight end five um, two weeks ago, tight end one this past week. I think this is the guy that we ex- this is the guy I kind of expected to uh, break out in 2023. I know he was injured early in the year, so maybe he's finally healthy. But uh, Juwan Johnson has been taking the reins as the tight end one. Uh, the last couple of weeks in New Orleans and the saints are uh, trying to win that division. So they need to win. And I think uh, they lean on Johnson. So if, if Charbonnet, if Walker goes, I'd, uh, <clears throat> um, I'd probably uh, switch my, uh, my pick six player to, to Juwan Johnson. But if Walker's out, I'm, I'm definitely uh, firing up uh, Charbonnet with confidence. So uh, I guess I'll let you guys uh, come before I get into my hot take. Aaron, what do you get to say on that? Um, you know, I, I, am going to just have to agree if, if Walker's out, um, you know, Charbonnet play is, is, is definitely, uh, definitely a good play. Um, just follow the injury reports, um, on that for sure. I do like who you pivoted to just for the simple fact of his catch he had last week. My God, I think, um, I think that's probably catch of the year that catch and front flip that he had on his head. Um, yeah, no, yeah, he, he, he looked, he's been, he looked great last week. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was sick. So, um, I mean, for that alone, I'm I'm <laughs> with it just for style points. <laughs> got to love the style points. <laughs> so, speaking of style points, Ethan, what do you got for a hot take for us, my man? Better, uh, better live up to Aaron's. I, I mean, I my hot takes can never live up to never live up to Aaron's. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to stay away from the betting front, um, even though I am on a I'm on a small heater. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my bullish buy Rashad White. I think I think uh, Aaron's um, unorthodox stack uh, with the defense and Rashad White. I think that goes in White's favor. And I think Rashad White is bell cow White. I think he gets over 25 carries, turns out 130 plus rushing yards and a touchdown on the ground. Um, so I think he just has an absolutely massive day. Um, and I think he just puts an exclamation point on what has been a great season for the running back. Okay. You got to be careful, uh, Ethan. You know, anything you can, anything you say can be turned against you in a parlay. So, 
true. <laughs> we, that's the life of every gambler. You start getting a little too confident on something, and that's where it catches up to you every single time. But I think we set all of our picks with confidence here tonight, and I think we can uh, – like most weeks, I think we'll get more good than we could get bad out of uh, out of our picks here this evening. But that's what we got for you for Week 18, folks. We'll keep this rolling into the playoffs as well. Uh, this will not be our final show about DFS. Um, so there'll be more to come down the line as well. Make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms. We're on X at Sunday underscore Surefire on Instagram at Sunday Surefire and check out our D our uh, discord community too. Uh, pinned on all of our social media channels, whether the, it's X Instagram or Facebook as well. We're on there at Sunday Surefire too. So check us out and hit us up and uh, we'll keep the, keep the good, uh, the winning picks coming, but until next time folks, peace.